hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. Hi, guys. I hope everyone had a good holiday weekend, especially if you did have Monday off. I know we all feel like America didn't really deserve a birthday this year, but I will still never complain about having a day off at least, and... I definitely have a really annoying story regarding my 4th of July. And the reason I say annoying is because the situation was annoying. But before I get into that, I always like to introduce what the topic of this episode is going to be. So we're going to be talking about being the main character and exuding that main character energy. I have a great episode lined up to talk about this topic. It probably won't be that long of an episode, but I'm still really excited to talk about that just because I feel like this is sort of what the whole podcast resembles to my brand as just being bold and unapologetic or how I want my audience to view their life and to live unapologetically and for them to be their own main character in their own life, aka you being the main character of your own world. Let's just kind of go over some little updates that I have for y'all. So one of the first things that I wanted to get into is last week my ex-company had their layoffs that they have been basically torturing the employees for a whole entire month and so they happened last Monday and Tuesday and I decided to take the company down not not like literally but I certainly did not make the company look good last week so I basically went off on LinkedIn exposing this company and how they are very problematic and basically that the way that they handled the layoffs was disgusting. I called out the gaslighting from the leadership team. I called out basically how delusional some people really are and how people are being treated unfairly and how patients have been treated unfairly. And when I tell you so many people who got laid off and also current employees were interacting with my posts in a positive manner by liking and supporting what I said and privately messaging me. Oh my God, I was blown away with how many people had been silent for so long and they felt relieved that I literally went there and I stood up for the people who were too scared to speak their mind and I was able to help them out. And it seems that people really admired that. And I had news reporters from like the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg messaging me left and right. I've spoken to so many reporters this past week. I even spoke to two today. It's still like a never ending process. So even though these layoffs had happened, I'm still not done speaking out against the terrible practices of Cerebral which was the company that I worked at. You may have seen them like all over TikTok and Instagram with their annoying ads. And at first it seemed like something that had good intentions of serving others with mental health and helping them get medication for their mental health issues and seeking therapy. 
but it became so much worse than that. I strongly encourage you to Google news search Cerebral and you'll just see all of the dramatic mess that they are in right now. It is absolutely chaotic. But how the layoffs occurred last week really just sparked, really just put more fuel to the fire and it has made people even unhappier with the company. And it was really awesome to see current employees just speak out to me in private because they are scared of um, Cerebral retaliating against them for speaking their minds. So that was one thing that I kind of dealt with last week was just dealing with the media and the press and just exposing a company and trying to take it down. We're not done. And there's still more to go. I still see cerebral ending and plummeting. I think 2023 will be its last year. I would love to see it be gone before then, but I don't know if that will happen. It just really depends on how long these investigations take place and how long it takes for it to close out. So that was one of the first things that I wanted to just update you on. And then the second thing was the annoying drama from 4th of July. So my friends and I had this pool party and grill out planned for weeks. We basically get to the clubhouse because you have to enter like this clubhouse room to get to the pool. And we saw that there was a reserved sign on the door. And I was pissed because we really wanted to use the grills and the pool. Honestly, more grills than the pool, especially just because we were gonna be cooking out. I was able to run into the people who were planning this event, and I asked them if they could, if they were willing to share the pool space because we also wanted to have a party. And here's the thing, they definitely did the right thing by reserving the room, and that's not what I'm mad about. I'm mad about it that they did it on a holiday And my building has two pools and one is under construction. And so with my pool, only certain residents of my floor can have access to it. Basically, they were going to take up the whole entire space for the whole entire day. And keep in mind, these people are like 23 or 24 year olds. They're very young and they're wild. I remember my friend and I had to deal with them on Memorial Day. And they were so mean and just disrespectful and just very rowdy. Anyway, yeah, of course they wanted to be selfish and take up the whole pool space on a holiday, which is just not reasonable because other people want to use the pool and the grill on a holiday, especially like the 4th of July. So she said no, and I got really mad. And so thankfully, we went to another part of the complex where there's another outdoor space, and there were girls, so we were able to grill out over there. But it definitely sucked that we couldn't use the pool. And so later on that night, when I got back to my room, I could still hear the party going on. They were still being very loud. And the clubhouse room in the pool floor closes at 10 p.m. and they stayed past that. They didn't respect the rules. They were still partying and being loud and the security guard basically had to shut them down and I could hear them tantruming and it was quite funny because it's like well that's what you get for 
breaking the rules and taking advantage of this space. So I knew that I was going to complain about this. And I don't like to complain. I definitely felt like a huge Karen. So hear me out. I went to complain about this to the leasing office. And I found out that they're not allowed to even reserve the outdoor spaces. They can only reserve the indoor clubhouse space and not the actual pool itself. So we could have used the pool the whole entire time. And to be fair, I don't think that they knew that. But I also didn't know that. And I am so glad I went and complained. So I was told, now I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not, that they're going to get in trouble or not get in trouble. Sorry, I wish they were getting in trouble because I'm petty. But they're going to get um, a call about how that if they're going to reserve the room like that, that they can't reserve the outdoor space it's only the indoor space so next time I can crash a pool party because I have the right to since they're not allowed to reserve that pool space especially when it's the only pool working right now and I also talked about how they abused the hours and stayed past later and how they had to wait until the security guard kicked them out and how they tantrumed about that so yeah, that just made me happy. It made me feel a lot better knowing that I knew that there was something fishy about them reserving the space to begin with because they are allowed to reserve that space, but I knew something felt off with them reserving the pool too. So anyway, that was just some fun little drama for myself and I don't feel sorry about going to the leasing office and finding out the truth and knowing that I cannot crash pool parties if I want to use the pool because again it's the only pool that's available right now in the building. Now that it's July, two of my favorite shows are coming back. So Big Brother starts tomorrow and the cast reveal happened today and I'm pretty pleased with the cast. It's very diverse and I feel like it's not a bunch of young 20-somethings who are just looking to hook up that summer. It looks like it's going to be a lot more real. So that starts tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to enjoying my whole entire summer watching that show. And then The Bachelorette comes on next Monday. So Gabby and Rachel are The Bachelorettes this season. You know me. I'm a good sucker for some reality television. I absolutely love it. And I can't get enough of it. So I'm looking forward to those shows coming back on. And then finally... This summer here in the Pacific Northwest looks like it's going to be pretty busy for me and I'm really excited about it. There are so many fun things that I'm looking forward to. So my friends and I, um, some of my girlfriends being, are going to make a trip down to Bend in a few weeks and we're going to be staying at this really epic hotel that I think is going to be a really fun time. There's going to be lots of hikes that we're going to be able to do. I also hear that Bend, Oregon has the last blockbuster store in the country. So I'm definitely going to have to make them go with me. Even if we can't rent a movie because I don't think our hotel will have like a DVD or a VHS player. I mean, what would these days? Because I feel like nobody uses those anymore. That is something that I'm going to have to drag them to. And Ben has a lot of coffee shops and breweries. They're basically... It's pretty much like a beer town, Bend, Oregon. I've heard a lot of cool things about Bend. I hear it's really pretty. So I'm very excited to go out and visit there. So that's going to be a really fun trip that's coming up in a few weeks. 
At the end of the month, there's Beer Fest. It's going to be another fun summer festival to do in Portland. My friends and I want to go to a lavender farm. We also want to go to this sunflower farm. That's going to be great. I think August is sunflower season, so that's going to be epic. There's a lot of rooftop bars that I want to go to. We've been to a few already, my friends and I, but there's still more that we want to go to. And then I think sometime next month, I want to do a long weekend getaway to Seattle. I still haven't been to Seattle. I'm really excited about going. So yeah, that's basically like what my summer's going to be looking like. It's going to be just really epic and doing a lot of fun things that are just going to keep me busy. I also recently went to the farmer's market at Portland State University this past weekend, and that was great. And that makes me want to go back every weekend now. I had such a great time and it's going to be a great way to get like produce and other great things. So anyway, let's talk about being the main character because that's what you came here for, right? Is how do you become the main character of your life? What does that even mean? I feel like this has been trending on TikTok for about like a year and a half or two years or so. So it's pretty recent and it's about having main character energy. So the way that I define main character energy is someone who sees their life as like a movie or a story and they are the ones who are taking charge of their own world and creating their own plot in life. I think it's all about like hyping yourself up and putting focus on yourself in a very non-egotistical way. I think a lot of people confuse confidence and building a romantic life for yourself as egotistical or narcissistic and I think it's quite the opposite. I think a lot of people who really struggle with their confidence or they have low self-esteem issues probably take the most offense to this because they haven't gotten in there yet or they don't know how to become confident, how to just say fuck the haters I'm gonna do my own thing because they don't serve me any good in life they don't know how to do that they don't have that mindset and main characters do have the mindset where they know how to take control of their own life and not let other people get in the way of what they want I think romanticizing your life is a good thing it's a positive thing and it's all about creating that life you've always wanted to live for and you should love every bit of that there's this really great quote that also became a tiktok sound so i'm i'm gonna be quoting the tiktok sound because i think this sums it up really well so it's from ashley ward and it says you have to start romanticizing your life you have to start thinking of yourself as the main character because if you don't life will continue to pass you by and all the little things that make it so beautiful will continue to go unnoticed so take a second and look around and realize that it's a blessing for you to be here right now i feel like this quote really touches me and it's exactly the kind of message that i want to be spreading to my audience and I think Ashley has done a great job with this sound going viral and hoping that it spreads to more and more people so more and more people can live this kind of life because I think it's a very healthy mindset 
to be your own main character, to romanticize your life, to get what you want out of life, and to make your life so beautiful that it continues to go unnoticed. That really touched me. Now that I've shared this quote with you, I want to just share my top 10 tips for being the main character in your life. So the first thing that I think is really important is to practice gratitude daily. So I have a gratitude journal and I write in it five times a week. I like to take breaks on the weekend, but I always like to write three things that I'm grateful for and three things that would make today great. Because I was actually talking about this with my friends yesterday, how we don't really think to stop and talk about or remember the positive things that happen in our day. It only seems like we tend to focus on a lot of negative things and we like to focus on things that may ruin our day or maybe have some sort of negative effect in our life. And it's the only thing that kind of really weighs us down and we forget to talk about the positives or to talk about things that we're grateful for or things that do remind us of what made that day so special and great. So I do this in the morning and typically I will talk about what I'm grateful for in that moment or I will write down things that I hope will make my day great today and I do my best to manifest that. So I can try to have as few bad days as possible. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes the universe says, hey, you know what? You have to have a shitty day today, but it's okay because you're going to get back up on your feet again and you're going to have a much better day tomorrow. So that's why I believe practicing gratitude is really important because it helps you just become more aware of your feelings and what you're grateful for and what really just brings joy in your life. And this kind of transitions into the second thing here. And that is to use positive affirmations when describing who you are. So I also write down three different affirmations every single day. And when I think of affirmations, I think of sentences that start off with I am. I am beautiful. I am confident. I am a natural born leader. I release things that no longer serve me. And you use those affirmations to talk about yourself in a positive way. You could also affirm yourself saying like, I am going to be okay and I rise above my darkest days. Things like that. Those are positive affirmations on how you can describe who you are in general or where you are in the moment or who you want to be. Because when you write it in the I am format, that is how you can manifest that out into the world. So you actually become your own positive affirmations. I'm telling you, it is like one of the most powerful tools to really help your mindset and for you to manifest those affirmations that you have always aspired to be. I really recommend writing them down in a journal. That will be the best way to remember what those affirmations are. The third thing is to ignore the people who judge you because you're living your bad bitch life. I have talked about this again and again on my YouTube channel and on my podcast. People are judgmental, right? And typically when somebody judges you for something, 
it says everything about them and it rarely has to do with who you are as a person and there's a difference between just someone judging you to be petty and then there's also someone who may be judging you to like find a way to actually hold you accountable for something and that's completely different right and I think a lot of people confuse shaming and accountability and then judging in general all at once and it's fucking annoying right I think ignoring people who make fun of you for what you do because they know that they would never be caught dead doing what you're doing and I just feel sorry for those people and here's the thing like I understand not everybody's going to want to have a podcast. Not everybody's going to want to be a content creator or make TikTok videos. People just want to live their normal lives. Some people just want to be a viewer. Some people just want to watch from afar. And that's fine. But we can do that simply just by admiring the people and not making fun of others of people that we know. Even if they're small like me. It doesn't matter because I know that my content has made such an impact on people's lives and I get lots of messages and emails from people who tell me how much my videos or my podcast has changed them in some kind of way and how it's helped them become better and to empower them to be better and to come out of their shell and that really touches me that makes me so happy and that is what I want in life I just want people to feel empowered and to feel like that I've helped them and if people want to judge me for that then fuck them again like these are people that I don't want in my life and for the longest time I never knew how to ignore people who judged me for the things that I did or the choices that I made I've gotten so much better. It took me a while to learn that, but I'm glad I did. I always say better late than never, right? The fourth thing, wear what makes you feel good. Oh man, I feel like nothing says main character energy based off the outfits that you wear. And just remember, everyone's sense of style is going to be different and everyone can stand out in all different ways with what they wear. But at the end of the day, what matters is how you feel in your outfits. For me, I'm recently going through a wardrobe change right now. I have donated so many of my old clothes that are either too small on me or clothes that I feel like I've just outgrown the style and it's just not me anymore. And I took it all to goodwill. I did that back in, I want to say, mid or late May. So not too long ago. And I felt amazing after I donated all of those clothes. I think I donated like three trash bags full of clothes. It was a lot of clothes. So right now my wardrobe is really small at the moment because I gave so much away. I realized that my sense of style is changing and I feel like I've been wearing a lot of clothes that have just made me not feel good about myself or they just aren't flattering my body. My body's also changed. I've accepted the fact that I've gained weight and I have more curves now and 
I want to be able to have clothes that fit me, not me fitting into my clothes. Clothes should fit me, not me fitting the clothes, if that makes sense. So that is why I am going through this change and why I've been trying to save up money and being able to get a new wardrobe and oh my god I just realized that the one biggest life update that I haven't shared with you guys holy shit how did I forget this I paid off my credit cards <laughs> so what's nice is that now that I've paid off my credit cards and I no longer have credit card debt it's gonna be a lot easier for me to buy more clothes and I can spend more money on it now holy shit how did I forget that oh my god this is why I take ADHD medicine, even though it's clearly failing me at the moment. Can't say it's going to be perfect, but I just didn't even think to include that earlier. Oh my god. Anyway, so long story short, number four, wear what makes you feel good. Number five, don't follow the leader. Be your own leader. I always say that you're the one, you should be the one to make decisions in your life. Stop going with the flow. Stop following the crowd. You can always follow trends, but why not make your own trend? Why not make your own path? Stop following somebody else's path because everyone is doing it, right? Do what you want to do, not what other people are doing. Because the more you keep following people, I just believe that the more unhappier you're going to become. Only follow people and their decisions because you know that's going to be right for your life and it's truly something that you want and that it's going to make you happy. And it's going to be fulfilling and serve your life. That is something you have to take into consideration when you follow the crowd. So be mindful of that. Remember that it's okay to be your own person. So be your own leader and do your own thing. Okay, number six. Have awareness of your insecurities and find ways to improve them. I don't think everyone's aware of what they're insecure about. It's taken me a while for me to realize, like, what are some things that make me insecure? I mean, I always knew that my eyebrows, my hair, and my chin, and my lower stomach were some things that I've always been very insecure about. And there are still things that I'm doing to improve that. I mean, I have to tweeze my eyebrows a ton. I basically have to do a lot of upkeep with my eyebrows to maintain that insecurity of mine. I got liposuction on my chin to get rid of that insecurity. And now I feel so much better about my chin now that I don't have to look at myself when I'm editing my videos or pictures and being like, ew, my double chin is there. And it's just so nice to take a picture and for my double chin to just not be there. That is amazing. I cannot tell you how amazing that feels. It took me maybe until I started making YouTube videos, so maybe like five years ago, for me to become so insecure about my voice. And it doesn't make it any better when people who comment on my voice and they don't like the sound of my voice. And there's nothing that I can do to change that. So... I don't really know if there's anything that I can do to improve that insecurity, but 
I just have to be accepting that this is just how God made me sound and that's just kind of how it is. Oh well, let people be pissed off about the sound of my voice because that's really their problem, not mine. Number seven, stay on top of your passions and hobbies. When you have passions and hobbies, especially ones that you want to monetize in life, if you don't stay on top of that, you lose focus of yourself. I think it's really important to not give up on that. And I think there's a reason why we call it our passions, right? Because they're things that we're passionate about. Things that make us happy. Things that really light us up and bring so much joy to our world. And I feel like when you lose touch of your passions, it can make you question whether or not you even liked this in the first place. Or it can lead to burnout. So that's why I say to stay on top of it. Because sometimes that can also include taking a step back in your life. And to take time for yourself and realize like I love my passions and I love my hobbies. But I am burnt out. I am tired. And in order for me to be successful and to put the quality that I want into my passions and hobbies. I have to take a step back. And I think that's healthy. And it sets a good boundary for yourself so you don't burn out. But I also want people to stay accountable of their passions and hobbies and to push forward with it so it can bring them success and happiness. There are some passion projects that I'm working on right now and I am trying to push through it at the moment and I know it's a lot harder now that I have two jobs plus a YouTube channel plus a podcast and I've recently started going live on Amazon like I'm doing a lot but this is how I'm sustaining my life right now and for me these hobbies and passions are going to get me somewhere yes it's going to be tiring but at the end of the day there's a goal that I'm working towards And for me, one day I do want to do all this stuff full time and I have to start now because one day it will give me that success to the point where I won't have to rely on a big tech job to give me full time employment or full time income, I should say. Number eight, create a bucket list to hold yourself accountable to what you want in life. I feel like we all know what a bucket list is. Make a list of things that you want to do in your life. It's as cheesy as it is to say is you got to live like you're going to be dying tomorrow. Sometimes, yeah, you're not going to achieve everything on your bucket list in one day. Like clearly I can't just get up and go on a plane and fly to Australia knowing if I'm going to be dying tomorrow. I don't have the money to do that. Well, I mean, I guess I could technically I paid my credit cards off, but that's not the point. Basically what I'm trying to say is Make a bucket list. Hold yourself accountable. You could even make a vision board as another way to hold yourself accountable to help manifest your goals and to help you live the life that you always wanted for yourself. I think it's a great guideline and it's a great tool to help you stay focused. And I am more of a vision board person than a bucket list person. But I do make lists for myself of things that I know that I want to do and I do check them and it does hold me 
accountable for what I want. I guess I just sort of tell myself that there are just these lists of things to do and that's how I view it. So if that's what will work for you, then by all means, go ahead and do that. Number nine, remind yourself that you are enough. I cannot stress this enough. You are worthy of having an amazing life. You are worthy of being happy. You are worthy of being the main character of your life. You are worthy of having supporting characters in your life. You are enough. You are special. There is a place for you. Just remember that. And then the last thing is to stay focused, especially on your goals. This kind of ties into what I said about staying on top of your passions and hobbies. Sometimes goals don't always mean passions and hobbies. Sometimes it can be goals within your job. It can be health goals. It can be food goals. It can be goals to put yourself out there to make more friends. Whatever it is, right? Stay focused. Don't push yourself, but remind yourself of what you're trying to work for. Because typically when we set goals and we achieve those goals, it turns into accomplishments and achievements. And it makes us feel good about ourselves, right? Feeling good about ourselves gives us that serotonin boost to make us feel happier. And it creates a sense of security and peace. And for me, those are the 10 things that I think can help you become the main character of your life. I think living by those 10 principles can really help you just take reins of your whole life and can make you be that main character. Be the protagonist of your movie. Pretend your life is a movie and live like that and see what it does for you. I'm curious to know if you guys have your own methods of being the main character in your life. If you do, make sure you email me at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I hope I see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye!